0: Welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Saslanka Pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut, part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vasser, Parish Director of Communications. This is Season Three, Episode Forty, for the thirtieth Sunday in Ordinary Time, October twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Our Gospel reading is from Matthew chapter twenty two, verses thirty four through forty. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The gospel of the Lord.
1: We are all probably so familiar with Jesus's twofold commandment that we can recite it from memory. To love God with our whole heart, mind, and soul, and our neighbor as ourselves, is at the very core of our belief and faith as Christians. We listen to those words, and to our brains they make perfect sense. Intellectually, we understand completely where Jesus is calling us to place our attention. We know that it rings true because at the basis of our faith, the creation that God begins in the book of Genesis is centered around human beings being made in God's image and likeness. So it makes sense theologically that these two things be linked. While we understand them to be true intellectually, putting that into practice in our daily affairs, is another story. When it comes to actually loving our neighbor, we find that it's often difficult to do. As we consider that commandment of the Lord and how we are asked to then conduct the business of our lives, the challenge is a great one, Indeed. What we tend to do as human beings is we divide up the presence of God. We begin to think that God may be more present in one circumstance than in another. That God may, for example, be more present in someone who is good rather than in someone who is bad. That God may be present in one place in preference to another and we forget that God is present everywhere at all times. God does not divide out his presence or put it some here and some there or maybe none here and all here. And so because we have this divided sense of God's presence it's often much easier for us to genuflect to the presence of Christ in the tabernacle of a church, but not so much the tabernacle of another person's soul. And see, the command to love God and neighbor brings us to that point directly. And so how do we begin to translate into action this commandment of love in a way that it makes sense, in a way that is practical? Well, Pope Francis, in his recent encyclical, Fratelli Tutti, has a wonderful explanation about kindness. Kindness. And Pope Francis tells us that kindness frees us from the cruelty that can at times infect human relationships. Kindness frees us from the cruelty that can at times infect human relationships. He continues, from the anxiety that prevents us from thinking of others, from the anxiety that prevents us from thinking of others. And then lastly, from the frantic flurry of activity that forgets that others have a right to be happy. From the frantic flurry of activity that forgets that others have a right to be happy. So in essence, kindness really is freeing us from ourselves and a preoccupation with ourselves. Think about it for a moment. If we're in a place where we're very self-focused, And from our perspective, it may be very justified. Maybe I'm feeling a bit anxious. Maybe anger has gotten a hold on me. Maybe I'm preoccupied with something in my life that's unsettling. Maybe I'm just worried. Maybe I'm loaded with fear. Maybe I'm just concerned. Or maybe there's something even more grave going on. If I approach life, with a vision only on myself, preoccupied and concerned with what's happening in my world, especially if it's based in fear, then I do not have the psychological or spiritual energy to be concerned about anyone else. I may even wear what's happening in my life on my face as I conduct the business of our lives. And we meet folks who are in those delicate places all the time. You can see somebody coming down the street and just know that they are angry. You can see somebody coming down the street and you know that they're preoccupied with something going on. And so when our, self, our focus is on ourselves being people who are then concerned about others is going to not occur. And so kindness is going to go by the wayside. It may even be replaced by defensiveness, an over-sense of the need to self-protect, the need to worry about what's happening on this side of the fence before I look at the other side. And so the Pope is very correct in saying that kindness frees us from that self-preoccupation, from the cruelty, from the anxiety, from the frantic flurry of activity that distracts us and distorts our view of the world. So imagine what difference it would make if we all took those words of wisdom and tried to put them into practice, that as we conducted the daily business of our lives, our focus could change from a concern about us to a concern about my brothers and sisters. And we all know the power of kindness, and it can come in a simple gesture— And it's not just enough to do a random act of kindness, as we hear. That can sometimes translate into something that is just simply trite. Being a person who is kind is the order of the day. Being a person who embodies charity, who embodies this outward concern for the well-being of another human being, is where we're being called to place ourselves. And so imagine what life would be like if the folks who really believed in Jesus' command to love God and neighbor as oneself really did that by extending themselves as folks who were kind. The world would be a much softer, gentler place. Because right now, especially during these times, our world has an edge. And we can all feel it and we experience it as we're out conducting the business of our lives. People are more afraid than they've ever been before. And there's a lot of worry and anxiety in the hearts and minds of people. And so while it may be overly simplistic in one sense, in another, it's very profound. That breaking through all of that negativity, breaking through all of that pain, breaking through all of that self-concern, defensiveness, and focus, and touching kindness can truly transform the world as we know it. Now imagine this. Imagine if we could do this in our own personal lives, what a difference it would make in our own individual worlds. Not only will those people we meet every day be better off for it, but we're going to feel better ourselves. But imagine the implications worldwide, which is really what Fratelli Tutti is trying to get at, our relationships globally with our brothers and sisters who are here on this earth with us, what an implication it could have globally by reducing all of those things that wound and hurt human life, restoring the dignity of human life and its protection, removing the need for exploiting and using people reducing corruption, and maybe even eliminating violence and war. Now, I know it's a huge dream, but wasn't Jesus all about the dream? I'm sure when he originally spoke this very simple commandment, the ones hearing it said, well, it's nice, but that's too simple. Sometimes the simple Is the better. And the simple is the more practical. And the simple is the more true. So this week, as we go back into the stuff of our lives, perhaps we can change the lens a bit and take the focus off of our own individual concerns, our worries our anxieties, our fears, our preoccupations, and put the lens on the life of others in practice being a person of kindness.